All right, hello everybody. This is the Business Boot Up edition of the Dreamers Yours podcast. I'm Braden. I'm joined by my amazing co-host Carolyn. Hey, Braden. Each week we're going to come to you live from the Norman Farmers Market, where you get to hear interviews from our youngest and experienced entrepreneurs who will inspire, educate, and give you an action step to help you with your leadership and your business. The Business Boot Up Podcast is partnered with Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma, become a thriving business community. And it's also we're also powered by First United Bank, who is who's not your typical bank, and their goal and purpose is to inspire others to spend life wisely. A big thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping see the see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. So let's meet our first guest, Ms. Rana Bigdali. Rana Bigdali is a first-generation American born in Stillwater, Oklahoma, to Iranian immigrants. She hopes to inspire people to cook at home by teaching classes featuring local and organic seasonal ingredients. She is also an herbalist, using food and medicinal herbs to stay connected with her, nomad- her nomadic ancestors. Rana's goal is to educate and familiarize others with natural foods that would bring them together and keep them healthy. She focuses on food synergy and balance in her in her classes and helps those who seek overall well-being and connection. She has taught classes to large groups and small in-home classes, written articles, been in podcasts, and given private one-on-one consultations. Hi, Rana. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Of course. Today is not a day that you are in the kitchen yet. Well, I have at home. Oh, you have? Okay, my bad. She's already been in the kitchen. I'm always in a kitchen. Oh, that's awesome. How often do you get to cook? Like every day. Uh, every day, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so it's it's really like no secret that like around where Love Works, like Carolyn, I know you love food more than me, but like we are foodies at Love Works, and so we're just oh, so we're just like really grateful to have you oh, on great. today and learn Thanks more about lot. you and more about your story. And so let's get into more about that. And so what was it like growing up, and how do you discover this like passion for food and cooking? Oh yeah, that's a great question. So I, you know, I grew up in Moore, Oklahoma. And, you know, when I was a kid, being the child of immigrants, there weren't a lot of people like me. And so I used to kind of be embarrassed, you know, about my roots and, you know, about the foods that my parents would make. But as I grew up a little bit, I think I was probably like 14 when I realized what I ate was unique. And it was special and it was good. And my friends loved it, you know. So that was really encouraging to me, too. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I started from going, from thinking, oh, you know, I, I just want to be like everyone else, to no wait, everybody else kind of wants this part of me. So that's that's kind of how this entrepreneurship began. That's really cool. I am, um, I'm also a first-born American here, Woo-hoo. kid to to some <laughs> Vietnamese immigrants, and I definitely recognize that like that struggle with the food of yeah. like this is kind of an unknown, this is a foreign, and now it's like. Everyone wants in, which is really fantastic. It is, it is, because it's, um, you know, with Vietnamese food, which I love, it's it's very herb heavy, you know? So I'm an herbalist, and so, like, I have a lot of friends who are like, you know, how do I use more basil? How do I use more cilantro? How do I use more mint? And it's like, oh yeah, I have that information. Like, I didn't know I was having that information, that my parents were curating this information in me, but I have that information, and and people want it and I want to share it. So it's kind of like a match made in heaven. Let's get into that. So just last week, you were sharing your skills and your knowledge here at the Norman Farmer's Market. We were recording a podcast and we're like, wait, (laughs) what what smells so good? Where is that coming from? So can you share with us what what are some of the creations that you make 
Um, and what did you make last week? Yeah, so just a quick aside from that. So Kate Cooper is, um, you know, the person who runs the farmer's market. And she was like, you know, we, we want to make people more comfortable eating vegetables. Can you teach people how to eat vegetables they wouldn't normally eat? So last week I did eggplant two ways because I think people are A, either terrified of eggplant, B, love it, or C, have tried it and it was bad and now they'll never try it again. So I was trying to help kind of bridge some of those gaps, you know? So I was like, all right, let me, let me make the two best eggplant dishes I know. So I made a Persian eggplant dish and it's like a dip. So you make it with like tomatoes and onions, cook it together really well, blend it, finish it with a little bit of yogurt, and then you take pita bread, scoop it, and eat it. And it's super delicious. Um, the other version <laughs> was like a Chinese version with like, you know, soy and some mirin and um, a little bit of sugar and ginger, a little bit of Chinese five spice. And you cook it into like a caramel sauce and then you put fried eggplant back into it. So it's like this kind of sticky, um, so sweet. Good. Oh, so good. It's not so fair. Ridiculous. Now I'm hungry. I know, and I don't even have to share right now. <laughs> For sure. So, so yeah. So people would walk by and they're like, "Oh, what do you have?" And I'd be like, "Oh, it's eggplant." They're like, oh, "Okay, thanks." And they keep walking. Uh. And I was like, "No, wait. Please stop. Try it. If you hate it, it, it won't offend me." And then the farmer that I plugged, which was Highway Nine Farms. Um, you know, I walked past her when I was leaving, and she was like, I sold out of almost all my Oh, eggplant. my god! So I was like, yes, you know, it worked. Woohoo! So, you know. That is awesome. So you get to, I mean, share your passion, right. and you also get to help other people in that same process. That's, that's what I'm hoping for, because I think everyone has hidden family recipes that they have either you know, not paid enough attention to or ignored, you know, something that is specific to your family that you don't even know is specific to your family yet. And then when you grow up a little bit, maybe when you leave home to go to college or whatever, when you're 18, you're like, I miss that dish my grandma made. I miss that dish my, dish my mom made or my dad made. I, and then you can call those people up and be like, you know, how do, I, how do I recreate that? And then you write it down and you try it and it has so much value to you. If you could give one recommendation on a dish maybe that not many people know, but they should totally Google, look it up, figure out if they can do it for themselves, what would you, what would you recommend? Oh gosh, that's so hard, because there's so many. Um, I don't know, I, 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 think, I think eggplant, <laughs> since we're talking about it. Because, I mean, there's so many varieties of eggplant. There's the Mediterranean variety, that's like the kind of the chubby, squatty one that's dark, that you see at the grocery store. But then you have the really long, like, Asian ones that are either light purple, almost pinkish, or sometimes even dark purple. Um, and those have a thin skin, and they're amazing. And they have phytonutrients, which are just basically plant nutrients. Um, they have phytonutrients you can't find in other plants. So it's really healthy, it's really delicious. And also, if you like to go vegetarian, eggplant is a really wonderful way to get kind of that umami, that meaty texture and flavor without having to eat meat. So if you want to do meatless Mondays, eggplant is a great way to go. Getting some serious tips here. I know. I'm getting so hungry. Are you taking yeah, I have to go sell out. I'm gonna go help someone sell out on their eggplant yeah, real fast. For sure, for sure. I'm just like getting starved over here. All right. So today we're really just trying to like hoping our younger entrepreneurs can learn about how it is to work or be involved with starting a business. And so what were some like these early challenges that you faced with like trying to teach people about food and trying to like teach them how good some of these foods can be? Okay, so some of my early challenges. So I've done a lot of different things. I've done pop-up dinners. I've done catering. I owned a coffee shop on the west side um, of Norman, inside the Norman West Library. Of course, it, it closed because of the pandemic. Um, but, I, I mean, the challenges that I think that are important for me to pass on is 
when I wanted to do something, I had an idea in my head of how it was going to work out. And I think creative people do that. Like you look at a block of wood and you're a wood carver and you think, I see what I'm going to make. Or you look at a blank canvas and you're like, I know what I'm going to paint. So I had a vision. And then when you're trying to execute your vision, you run into snags or you run out of money for your budget. And it's really easy to give up or get frustrated. But what I learned from these snags is to adjust. So the, like, and that's really important in the kitchen too. Like you plan on doing something, it gets a little bit more cooked than you plan on it being. It's okay, don't throw it out, don't get discouraged. You just adjust. So cooking, to me, teaches a lot of life lessons. Um, and in that is a life lessons you learn from entrepreneurship, which is don't give up if it, it gets hard. Don't throw it away if it's not the way you imagined. Keep, keep the course, stay the course, adjust, change your perspective, turn your mistake into like a new invention, you know? That would be my advice for new entrepreneurship. Oh, I love that. And education is a, a really big part of what you do, and you taught a variety of classes from, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, small group, large group. What would you say is one of the most rewarding things um, about getting to teach and, and giving lessons? Okay, so, um, rewarded, oh yeah, well, I think the most rewarding thing is the aha moment I see, and like when, when someone gets something, or they make a connection, and their eyes kind of change, their eyes light up a little bit, it's like, oh wow, like I've got it, so that's super rewarding. But if I, if I had to pass on a lesson um, right now, it would be to, and this is a lesson I kind of underhandedly teach in every class, is go ahead and try it right? Just try it. Um, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Go ahead and try it. If there's a food you think you don't like, try it anyway. It's like, oh, I, I don't want to try that. Why not? Because I'm not going to like it. Have you tried it before? No. Well, then how do you know you're not going to like it, right? So get, give it a chance. And what you're doing when you give it a chance, you're kind of giving yourself a chance, you know? You're broadening your horizons. Get uncomfortable. Try a cuisine from a different country that you're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm really intimidated by this, you know? It's like, oh, I've never had uh, Thai food, for example, and it makes, I'm scared. What is fish sauce? I don't know. I've never had coconut in this way before. It's okay. Step out of your comfort zone and try it because you'll find that you'll love it. Maybe. Hopefully. That is just so good. I like that. I mean, I like the way that you even put it of like you're giving yourself a chance. You're giving yourself a chance, for sure, for sure. That is really great. So this is like the sad part. So before our last question, I don't want this to end. No, it's okay. <laughs> what is just that big dream or a project that you're thinking about and doing right now? Oh, I'm so, well, I've got a lot of dreams, but um, right now I'm working on a website, nourishingwildroots.com. It's not live yet. But um, I'm trying to be more like you guys and to be more accessible. So I'm 35 and I'm like right beyond the age of accessible. So when people are like, where can we find you? My answer was always, oh, you can't. And then I had a few friends who were like pulling on my shirt. They're like, what are you doing with yourself? Like people need to be able to find you. So th that's the big dream for me right now is to, to have a place where people can find me for herbal classes or cooking classes or um, you know, surprise pop-ups, uh, which I'm talking to with Kate Cooper about um, right now. So a pop-up dinner is just where you take a bunch of tables and line them up, like farmer-style tables, 
And then you have a bunch of courses. It's kind of a surprise. You don't know what you're going to get to eat. Speaking of, you know, getting uncomfortable. <laughs> and then, um, you know, so th this is the kind of thing that I'm passionate about. These are my big dreams is being more accessible to people and getting out there more um, with my website, which is about to launch. That's awesome. Well, Rihanna, Rihanna, thank you for your time. And I know that, you know, we and, of course, those that are listening, we have learned a lot. I seriously am probably going to go buy some eggplant now. Uh, <laughs> Do it. Can you tell us where can, I know you, you mentioned your website. Do you have an upcoming, like, class or anything that we can sign up for? Yeah, so locally, you can find me at the farmer's market. Um, I kind of pop in and pop out, just kind of as what becomes available um, vegetable-wise. So, yeah, you can find me at the farmer's market right now. I'm teaching classes, like, once every two weeks or three weeks um, here under the big pavilion. Um, uh, but until then, until the website is set up, after, after like, I think here in September, I will have the, the website completely launched. Yay! Hey. Well, again, thank you so, so much for your time. Oh, yeah. So, so Carolyn, Braden, you guys have been really great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, viewers out there, we will be back very soon with our next amazing guest. See you soon. All right, and we are back with our next dreamer and doer, Sean, who has his company, Garden Tales, which is the brother company of Snowflow, which we interviewed just a little bit ago. And I say that in a literal sense. Owner and operator Sean is the older brother of sisters Izzy and Kaylee of Snowflow, which is pretty cool. We got a like family of entrepreneurs here. Garden Tales started in the midst of coronavirus shutdown in March 2020 as the family began a, ba began a backyard garden project. The entire family started this garden that operates to this day. The garden uh, consists of a variety of tomatoes, hot peppers, bell peppers, and many other things like cucumbers, strawberries, blackberries, and they're even growing a lemon tree. Many things are good to come year after year with Garden Tales, but one must first try to believe. Sean, we are so excited to have you on. How are you doing today? We're good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Sean, so your story started in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, that was a very tough and challenging time. But you guys kind of pulled through and you created something really beautiful out of it, which was Garden Tales. So can you tell us, walk us through, when did you get serious about this being like a business? And how did you come up with the name? Um, the name just really came up. It wasn't like a pick thing. It just popped up. And... I got it started with my business because uh, we thought stores were going to shut down and everything, so we decided to make our own garden so we could still have fruit and vegetables. Oh, okay. So this was almost like a backup plan, like in case the grocery stores, like yeah. they're too barren, <laughs> we got the backyard, we're totally good here. <laughs> yep. that, that is great. And so, Sean, today we're just hoping to inspire our youngest entrepreneurs out there. And so they're wanting to start their own business. But we know that starting business, it's a lot of sunshine, but also a little bit of rain. There's some challenges that come along with it. So if you want to talk about it, what were some of the early challenges you faced starting your business? And how did you overcome them? The weather, really. It took down some of our plants. So we got, like, cages and sticks to mm. hold them up. So, yeah, I, I feel like all our Okies out here, we know the Oklahoma weather can be really unpredictable, especially for <laughs> starting a garden. So that's really great that you learn, like, hey, this isn't working. we got to improvise a little bit. You put those cages up, you put those sticks up. That's really good. That is awesome. What is one of the biggest things that you feel like you've learned about business from your experience through the Business Boot Up program? 
Um, there's always going to be hard times, but you can always get through them. That's really great, and I see that you mean you have pushed through those hard times. Literally, starting in like the midst of a pandemic, you're able to push through those hard times, start a garden, and was able to now be selling that, which is so cool to see. And so, starting to wrap up our podcast for our last question, we just want to talk about what has been your favorite part of starting your own business? Making the money. Really. <laughs> Sean, are you saving up for anything in particular? No, not really. You're just like, nah, I just, I'm just here to break it all in. Break it right? all in. Like, <laughs> literally and uh, also, uh, yeah, metaphorically. <laughs> What's a, this is just a for fun question. What would you say has been the most rewarding harvest that you've had? The Roma tomatoes. Okay. Would you, do you like Romas? Uh, I don't really like tomatoes that much unless it's on spaghetti. Okay, I'm 100% with you. <laughs> <laughs> Very All cool. Right. So, Sean, thank you so much for your time. I know that we, along with those who listen and watch, will be better for it. And so, where can we learn more about Garden Tales? Um, I'm not sure. So, you're just around the farmer's market right now. Yeah. So, viewers, we'll keep you updated about when the, when the Garden Tales is at the farmer's market if you ever want to get some fresh produce. So, that was, that was a pretty awesome interview, I'd say, Carolyn. <laughs> I agree with you. I love getting to hear these stories of, like, Oh, you know, it started during the pandemic, and but really, it's a it's a story of hope. It's a story of like, hey, we can push on even when we're going through challenging times. And I feel like that's what Sean's story is. I mean, starting in a pandemic, of course, the weather in Oklahoma is incredibly unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you're starting a garden for the first time, there are a lot of trials that go along with that. But you know, it was really fun. I think it was last week we got to see Sean set up his produce um, in cute little baskets, which was really awesome. And so literally we got to see the fruits of all of his hard work. And so Sean, keep going, keep pushing. It's, a, it's really an inspiration. I, I just have to just, you know, mirror off that. It's just so great to see like you push through that. I mean, you had challenges, you, you went through them. And so that is just really powerful and speaks a lot into business. So viewers, push through those challenges and don't be scared to push through them because who knows, you might even have some fruits from that. You might have some success from it. So viewers, next week we'll be back with two new business owners to hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you that powerful point of action to grow your business. So it's gonna be really, really fun. And again, we wanna send a huge, huge thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, the Cleveland Fairgrounds, and LoveWorks Leadership for believing and supporting our youngest entrepreneurs. And just a reminder to visit www.loveworksleadership.org to learn more about how you can be a part of the Next Business Boot Up cohort. Um, applications are due very soon, so jump on that. All right. Remember, real leaders, they don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye, y'all.